dream landing spots for Austin Eckler. You ready for this? Yeah. How about the Chargers? <laughs> <laughs> He's the number one running back in fantasy. He's been unbelievable last year with the Chargers. So, yeah, how about he just stays there? How about they keep him there? He's got a, he's got a rapport with, with, you know, Justin Herbert. And I know they're going to have a new offense coordinator, but whatever. That's the dream landing spot. Stop it. He's good. They're good. Keep him there. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. NFL free agency rolls on, and so do we. I'm Connor Rogers, alongside Matthew Berry, Jay Croucher, and special guest Denny Carter. Welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. I love being here with you guys. You know what? I have, I have questioned everything you just said there, and I'll tell you why. First off, you said special. I, I think that's special. Generous. It was a generous, generous guy. I'll it's a generous it. adjective. <laughs> and guest, like Denny's one of us. Like, he's not a guest. I mean, like he's, he's here in person. He's here in person. <laughs> but he's, no, he's here. In, he is one of us. He is. He is here. He is. He is one of our NBC Sports colleagues. He's one of our Roto World colleagues. He's been on the show multiple times before. Connor Rogers. I'm just saying. True. Look, here's now. The difference is, is that like he hung up the moo moo, got on a train, and got he, you know, came here to be with us in person. That's right. Here, you know what I mean? Like he, he got rid of the smoking jacket. I was going to wear it. You should have. And, and I and I thought about wearing it as you know as a part of the bit. Right. I decided against it. I wanted to look somewhat casual along with the cool guys here. <laughs> well, you're in a bar. Like, you don't often see, like, smoking jackets or, right. like, bathrobes in bars. You know, we're in a bar. I think you've done a disservice to your own brand. This I, is like Patrick Mahomes speaking in a deep voice. I sold, I, I, right, I sold out. I think that's what you guys are saying, and, and I'm, I'm ashamed a little bit. I have to confess, I said special, because one of my first NBC memories was I came in to host the show. Sure. Uh, Matthew Berry was stuck in traffic, and oh, we yeah. got we got Denny on the line. That's right to join the show with me. This is true. and I was I was a little nervous. I was doing a solo show and at my you know was, first well, month at NBC. It, it's an awful story as to why I was late too. <laughs> I mean, like there's a without getting too far down that road, like I ninety five, which is the one highway that you have to take to get to Stanford, Connecticut, which is where we are, where NBC Sports headquarters is. There was a awful, like a ridiculous tragedy that oh, had shut down second time ten miles. Of the freeway. Mm. Like, it wasn't, like, just, like, uh, you know, whatever. Bumper, like, yeah, bumper, just, you yeah. know, Barry's alarm didn't go off. And he was running a little late. <laughs> like, I mean, it was just, like, I mean, they shut down 10 miles of this massive highway that is literally the only way in or out of the complex. So, um, but, yeah, we Denny hopped on. I did. Denny saved me. Denny saved That's you. That's why he's a special guest. Uh, like, he, shout out to Y95 as well. Yes. Uh, kind of a wonderful me. stretch of, of driving. <laughs> really hell on earth. We love our 95. By the way. You know, huge week. We're coming out of a huge week, and we're going to get to free agency news in a minute. But when you when we actually get to the free agent news, you'll see why we're taking a minute to get there. It's <laughs> a little snoozy uh, here in week three of free agency. But um, big weekend, big weekend for one of us, and that of course Thank is uh, me. I met yes. Tom Brady uh, this weekend. Sure. Uh, Connor had some news too. No, no Connor. news. Yeah, no news at all. I just got engaged this weekend. Uh, but there I think meeting, meeting Tom Brady, getting engaged. Thank you, lads. I appreciate yeah, it. Of course. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, you can't top that unless you also got married to Tom Brady. That would top Which that. It sounds like you were close. I had some news. <laughs> <laughs> I had some news. <laughs> we're breaking um, it. You know, he's single. Um, and uh, right wow, there, is, there is the engagement photo right there. The dog the dog is Archie, the star of the show, though, waiting to, for the ball to be thrown again. He has no time for the proposal. And she said yes? <laughs> she, yeah. did, she did say yes. Yeah, okay, it, t- right. it took a second. I was like, so? <laughs> and she was like, oh, yes, 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 yes. And then I picked up the ball and got back to playing with Archie. So, Two questions. It's a beautiful photo. Congratulations. I'm thrilled for you and your your fiance now. Uh, Take us through. So, this is on the beach, obviously. Yeah. And you're not, you're wearing dress shoes on the beach. (laughs) Those are boots. But yes, it's cold on the beach. Okay, fair enough. Yes. There you are. The There's the happy couple right yeah. there, Connor. Did, that was the giveaway. She was on to me because I, I don't do my hair for the beach. I wear a hat right. and a hood over my face when it's, you know, 35 degrees. Uh, but I did the hair, so she was on to me. But still a nice surprise, I think. A nice surprise. I guess yeah. it's remained to be seen, <laughs> truly. Uh, it actually worked. Well, it's, how long have you guys been together? F- almost four years. Almost four years. Yes, so. and we lived together during the pandemic, so, so like, sign, seal, deliver. Right, if exactly. If you did that, you're good, if you, I if you, I, I agree. If you, if you guys live together and you survive the pandemic, yeah. then you guys are... Uh, you know, you guys are the kind of rock solid relationship like Tom and I have yes. <laughs> that I think will, will last forever. My new BFF. Um, uh, so, quickly take us through it. So, like you, like where take, take us through this uh, this engagement here. Well, the relationship or the proposal? Because <laughs> <laughs> this would be a long show. We like right. long shows. Yeah, let's get into it. Where did you guys meet? You know, well, I don't know. I, I, Number one, hiding a ring is a disaster, by the way, I learned. Especially when you live with somebody. When you live with them. And, like, I I had to hide this thing in my home office. And they called me when I was at the Combine. And they're like, hey, the ring's done. And I'm like, well, I'm not in town. So you need to hold on to that. And I even lied how long I was at the Combine so they'd hold it longer. Because I wanted nothing to do with this. Uh, I wore that big, ridiculous sweatshirt so it could just fit in the bagginess of it without giving away. Because I'm, I'm a tighter jeans guy. It's not going sure. in the jeans pocket. <laughs> Huge problem. So yeah. Huge problem. I get it. Tighter jeans. Yeah, yeah. me and Denny. Denny. Yes, exactly. I understand. Could have gone with the, uh, the jacket like mm. Denny, but that would have been a real giveaway on the right, beach. Right, sure. You know, and I am, I am a casual guy. As you can see, I'm the only man wearing a T-shirt on this set right now. Well, it was a little weird when you rocked up to the beach with your hair done and wearing makeup. I thought that uh, was Yes, correct. yes. That was probably a giveaway, too, for the photo shoot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and what, a, and sh- apparently a photographer. <laughs> yeah, my, my mom. Okay. Yes. Here was the master plot, though. I was able to disguise the uh, getting down on one knee by bending down to pick up my dog's ball to throw it. Mm. And after yeah, I threw the ball, I just turned around and had the ring in my wow, hand. Look at good. you. Very nice. Very quite I, the move. There's more strategy. creativity in this brain than lets on. Yeah. <laughs> wow. yes, yes. This was all pre-planned. It's you all just gonna, not whey protein up here. I you, swear you, you were going to you were gonna do that. The, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I figured that was the best way. And I'm not right like a big, I didn't want, there was no one around, which is my <laughs> ideal. Yeah. You know, everybody's like, why didn't you do it where you live in Hoboken or the city? And I was like, Cause I didn't want people like, oh, my God, this mm-hmm. proposal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was nice to not have any friends yeah. besides my parents, which is how we got the pictures. There you, there you go. go. No, yeah. no. And, and your desire not to be seen by people is one of the reasons why you fit in well on this show. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, there's no one in the studio. <laughs> no, it's just us. Exactly. Well, thank you, guys. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, thank congratulations. you so much. It, your fiance's name? What, Kristen. Like, Kristen. Yes. So Connor and Kristen. Yeah. Kristen uh, also... You know, works in the industry a little different behind the scenes. So she okay. could actually could speak to football pretty well. She might be the fourth person on the set. Sorry, Denny. Or maybe sorry, me. She's waiting in the wings right now. Right, yes, exactly. Yes. Sorry, yeah, yes. yeah, no, yeah. No a draft guru no herself. Huh? A draft guru herself. Fantastic. Oh, wow. yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> Is she available in the next segment? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Denny. So from, uh, from death to us part to uh, Miles Sanders. My, yeah, I guess that's where we kick off. Hey, free agency reaction right. to running backs. Really, really good segue. Yeah, hey. smooth transition. You're not the best in the business for nothing. Yeah, yeah. Raheem Blackshirt? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Crowded backfield now in Carolina. Yeah. yeah, yes, that's what they say. So Carolina hands out. Here's the way you do it. No. 
So there is it, it's now a singular backfield in Connor Rogers home obviously right you you've gone with We're a, a committee you, you, no not no, no longer no. a committee <laughs> no. you've gone to a one back no, offense no. right Kristen's the, a bell cow right, exactly yes. Yes. she loves that nickname yeah, sure I say hey you good for 30 touches today yeah <laughs> sure, 10 yeah. targets yes 2021 Jonathan Tyler <laughs> yeah yes, yes. Right. by the way I, I ask my wife that all the time I'll yeah. Yeah. you're good for about 30 touches today <laughs> <laughs> God. She knows. She knows it's not going to get there. It's going to be. 15. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fifteen, maybe Max. twelve. Yeah. We're going to get down Deal big. And, and, uh, right. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. So from from a bell cow uh, apartment or condo or house wherever you live to uh, to the Carolina backfield where Miles Sanders joins a crowded backfield. Yes, that's that, that was a much better segment. Yes, that's how it's done right there. Miles <laughs> Sanders hoping to be uh, the workhorse in Carolina, probably a long shot. I apologize to America. <laughs> He goes okay. from the Eagles to Carolina, four-year, $25 million. Good money for Miles it Sanders. Is. Good years. Yes. Denny, let's look at the role here for Miles Sanders. We know this is where a rookie quarterback will be starting mm-hmm. for this team, assuming they're going to take one number one overall. Uh, the offensive line, though, on the come up, some young players, an ascending offensive line. How do we project Miles Sanders in this backfield? The Carolina offensive line was dominant for the second half of last yeah. season, and I, I think unless you know, unless something changes in the next couple months, they should maintain – some stability there. It puts Miles Sanders in a good spot to be an early down back, but there will be obviously a rotation, uh, not like your marital situation. There, there no, will be, you know, not. he will not be a workhorse in this backfield because you have Chuba Hubbard, you have maybe someone, that, someone they're going to draft. Miles Sanders has no uh, real usage as a pass catcher over the past couple of years. He, I think he had 23 targets all of last year in the Philadelphia offense. So I think, you know, he'll be a touchdown-dependent RB2 at best. So if you can stomach that in the middle rounds, I, I guess you go for it. It's not all that inspiring, though. I have two questions for you, Connor. Neither are about Kristen. Um, so one, are we sure Andy Dalton isn't going to start? And then two, what do you think about now the trend is that, I mean, you, previously the trend was Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, the rookie sits for a couple of years, then yeah. plays, and now it's much more thrown to the wolves. And after, you know, what you saw with Zach Wilson or the Jets and everything – do you think that that trend is, is right, or do you think there's a chance it's Dalton? I think it's dependent on who they take, right? Anthony Richardson is a guy that wherever he goes, which is going to be in the top five, he should be awarded the you know luxury of sitting because he needs to. He didn't play a lot in college. Mm-hmm. When you look at Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, on the other hand, they're going to be drafted to play because teams are trying to maximize those rookie quarterback contracts. So I think that's what it will come down to. It would be a big surprise if this team takes Anthony Richardson. Yep. Um, so it's looking like – I and it's great to have Dalton there. It's great to have McCown as the quarterback's coach. Really, so much veteran leadership for that young guy but I think who they take at number one Stroud or Bryce will ultimately be the week one starter okay yeah it also depends on sort of what kind of offense Frank Reich went like last year they they were crazy heavy right I mean there were sixth in total running back carries last year top 10 in running back red zone carries like we would you know we were talking during the season like is it a Chuba Hubbard week and is it a Dante Foreman week and turns out it was both I mean like I mean they were both getting like 17 touches a game last year so we'll see that now that Steve Wilkes is out as interim head coach and now uh, Frank Reich is in different offensive system. We expect them to, especially if they draft a quarterback number one, that they're going to be at least balanced, if not more pass heavy. Especially because we still don't think the defense will be as good. I think it will. I think losing Wilkes is a is a um, is a loss for the Panthers on that side of the ball. Here's the other thing about Miles Sanders, right? And I wrote about this in my combine column. 
that is available on rotorworld.com, NBCSportsEdge.com. I'm a company man. And you'll see, like, a lot of the stuff that I, that I wrote, the, a lot of the gossip I heard in bars so far has come true. And one of them was, one of the points was, hey, Miles Sanders is going to move on. We expect Miles Sanders to move on, which is, that ended up happening. And that the, the talk that I heard from my sources in Philadelphia were one of the reasons why he was part of a committee in Philadelphia is they didn't, he has trouble staying healthy. Mm-hmm. They don't trust him on third down. They don't like him as a, in a pass-catching role, as Denny alluded to. And, oh, by the way, fumbling is an issue. Yeah. And so you think about Deuce Staley being there as a running back coach who, wherever he's been in the NFL as a coach, he's also employed a multiple running back coach. Frank Wright used – I mean, he had Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis. But um, he still certainly – Naheem Hines got more touches than any of us wanted him to. Right. Um, I think the expectation I, – I feel like Miles Sanders, to your point about being super touchdown dependent, on an offense that, even though it's a good offensive line, I don't think it's going to be – it's not going to be nearly as efficient scoring-wise as the Eagles – and even though they may be run heavy, and I'm still, I think the jury's still out on whether they will be or not, I don't know that he gets all those carries. I agree. I think they get another, either a veteran or they draft a day three guy. Yes. And it, it'll, it'll be, uh, his workload will be eaten from both sides. He, no pass catching role, probably. Maybe he has to split the early down stuff. So where does that leave him? You know, it leaves him a lot of empty carries. Like I said, it's, he's going to have to score a lot of touchdowns to get there for fantasy. And he has traditionally not been a touchdown scorer. He obviously, last year he was, but... But before in, that? In, in, in previous yeah. seasons, <laughs> yeah. he, just, he just hasn't been. And so, anyway, it'll be like the fourth year in a row that I'm out on Miles Sanders. Yeah. I think with Frank Reich as well, he showed that I think, like, deep down in Frank Reich's soul, like, he wants to pass the ball. And I think the Jonathan Taylor 2021 explosion, that was more an aversion to Carson Wentz mm-hmm. than anything else because Wentz, they just did not trust him at all. Uh, and when Wentz was playing well, they would throw it aggressively. I think back to the, the Tampa Bay game that year where they went against uh, Tampa's number one run defense and they threw it, like, 20 times in a row. And it's like, this is what Frank Reich wants to do, whereas, like, Kyle Shanahan wants to run the ball. So, uh, obviously, it's going to be difficult with a rookie quarterback, but at the same time... Uh, I do think that he will want to pass. Former NFL quarterback, obviously wants to throw. They're going to have a young guy that they're going to want to develop. Like C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and or Bryce Young don't get better by handing off. Like they need, you know, it's a development year for whoever they pick. And so that guy needs to throw, you know. With the exception of Justin Fields, who was in that disastrous Matt Nagy situation, (laughs) Mm -hmm. generally speaking, you let your rookie quarterback throw and learn from his mistakes. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence did it year one, and they reaped the rewards Different staff, but year two, we saw a much improved Trevor Lawrence. So, speaking of the fear of committee, guys, this is an interesting one. Lions signed David Montgomery. We knew they were going to lose Jamal Williams in free agency. Uh, Montgomery gets a three-year, $18 million deal, $11 million is guaranteed. So, this is a really nice deal for David Montgomery. Barry, here's my question for you. It feels like now this is yet another summer we're going to enter DeAndre Swift not being one of the guys as Montgomery is clearly going to significantly eat into his workload. Dave Montgomery drives me crazy. And <laughs> I just want him going. I do. I do. And and that's not going to happen. No. You know, be, we want to free Khalil Herbert, and now it's going to be free DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, David Montgomery is going to be underdrafted and be really productive yes. this year. I, I, I And he drives me crazy. Again, like, I'm not a David Montgomery fan. I'm not a David Montgomery guy. But the fact of the matter is, is that the Lions have one of the better offensive lines in football. They're going to have one of the better offenses in football. And they do not want DeAndre Swift, because of his health issues, touching the ball more than 10 times a game. He's going to get 8 to 10 high-leverage high touches, DeAndre Swift. And we'll talk about him as we get closer to the season. But you think about Jamal Williams, who led the NFL with 17 rushing touchdowns. I don't know that Dave Montgomery gets 17 rushing touchdowns, but double-digit rushing touchdowns yeah, are sure. very much within the, the range of outcomes for Montgomery here. 
He's been a bit of a workhorse here. He's not a bad pass catcher as well. You can use him on all three downs. Like, I thought this was a – it is a good signing for for Detroit. It's, a, it's an annoying signing for us in fantasy, but – this was a good signing, and he's going to be more useful than any of us want him to be. To me, David Montgomery is like I-95. He's <laughs> yeah. a necessity that you don't really look forward to, but it ultimately kind of gets you where you need to go. Gets used every day, yeah. but you just don't know if it's going to be good or bad. Exactly. He is yeah. going to be one of those guys in drafts where, like, when you, when you draft Dave Montgomery, you're with your buddies, you're at a bar like this, and you're like... Dave Montgomery. Like, literally, no one's going to go, like, ooh. No. Oh, <laughs> okay, fine. Ah, I wanted him. No yeah. one's going to do that. Great right? take like, in when, the chat. When you, when yeah. you take, when no. you, when you yeah. take Bijan Robinson, that's what's going to happen. You'll get, like, ah, oh, man, sleeper, you know, I wanted him. Like, no one's going to say that. Everyone's going to be like, okay, Dave Montgomery. Find him <laughs> on your list, mark him out. That's what's going to happen. But you know what? You're going to look up, and he's going to have 1,200 yards and, like, 12 touchdowns. He's always among the least efficient running backs in the league by almost every metric. But he's a coach's guy. Coaches love this guy. He's a team leader. He's a rah-rah guy. And he has Dan Campbell, the ultimate rah-rah guy, right. as his head coach. I think they mesh really well. And it doesn't matter if he's not good. He's going to see, he's going to see a lot <laughs> of touches. That's my point. And, and, and so people say, oh, well, he's, he's not good. They're going to have to give the ball to the Anders. No. No, they don't. They don't. They've, they've, they've proven that time and again. Yeah. They won't do it. Yeah, I mean, look, DeAndre, look, we all like Jamal Williams. We're going to talk about his signing coming next. Well, we all like Jamal. But DeAndre Swift on a skill level is one of the best running yeah, backs yeah. in the NFL. Like, he is just a special dude. And Jamal Williams, as much as we all like Jamal Williams, yeah. Jamal Williams is not a special dude no. when it comes to a running back. And yet, time and time again, to Denny's point, they went to Jamal Williams last year. Uh, yeah. Jamal Williams had 46 uh, carries inside the 10-yard line last year. He led all running backs by 16. The next closest is Joe, Joe Mixon. Uh, 16 fewer. So, so if, if Montgomery gets at least, like, I don't know, 80% of that, that's, a, that's an enormous fantasy workload. Especially, by the way, on a team that we expect their defense to be better. Yeah. Like, we don't expect them to be down and chucking it a lot. Like, we think they're going to be more competitive in games, which means they're going to probably be running the ball a little bit more in the second half than they were previously. Plus 135 to win the division. I was going to ask you, the Lions, the Lions are uh, heavy favorites. Po- really mm-hmm. positioned nicely yeah. in this division now. Bears. As we talked favorite. about, the Bears are the better bet yeah, with, like in the terms Bears. of the odds. Yeah, David went to the wrong team. Should've You've been in Chicago, Chicago too much lately. I do like Chicago. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's starting to you know, infect your brain. Danny, you brought up Jamal Williams yeah. and his red zone usage last year, and he goes to the Saints um, on a three-year, $12 million contract. Uh, here's the situation with the Saints. We know Kamara could be dealing with suspension this year. He's dealt with injuries. But for Jamal Williams, it's kind of hard to find a new ceiling considering the situation <laughs> he was in with the Lions. So what is this for him and the Saints? How do you project him with the Saints? You know, first of all, I think it's, it's good for Kamara whenever he plays because Kamara can get back to that uh, in-space pass-catching role that, that he was so good at for years in New Orleans before they, for some reason, made him a between-the-tackles runner and kind of, you know, it ruined his fantasy appeal. Yeah. You know, he's just, that's just not his game. So hopefully Kamara can get back to that role I will say Jamal Williams will probably be overdrafted for my taste because people remember last year, remember the 17 touchdowns, remember, like I said, all those carries inside the 5, inside the 10. That's not going to happen again here. Um, but, you know, if Kamara is suspended for, I don't know, a month or, or more, then Williams probably will look pretty good at, at ADP if you are fading running backs early and looking, you know, to sort of cobble See, together to running backs See, to me, that's the pro-Jamal Williams argument, right, right? is that um, – like, you might get six weeks of RB1 production right. for a guy that's going to – and we don't know when those six weeks will come, right? right? I mean, they, yeah. it might be the first six weeks of the season, by the way, but it might be the fantasy playoffs. Again, like, we just have no mm-hmm. idea. I think the, the prevailing wisdom is that 
Kamara is likely facing a suspension. Again, they want to wait for the legal process to play out. The NFL has. But the footage that's been released of that incident, and listen, I'm no lawyer, obviously. Uh, I'm not even an analyst. Like, But, um, it, it, you know, who knows what I am. But the fact <laughs> is... It's not like good. It, it, do, it doesn't look good. No. It, it, does good. Not, it does not look good. And so, at a minimum, I think the floor for Jamal Williams is Mark Ingram's role mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. offense. Right? And like, they don't want Alvin Kamara to be the between-the-tackles guy. So, could he be, like, a, you know, a squint and, you know, squint and you can sort of see it usable flex in weeks in which Kamara is active? And you're hoping, like, so. a touchdown-dependent flex. Yeah, sure. Uh, but... There's, you know, the potential for six weeks, at least six weeks, because Kamara's obviously dealt with injuries over the last couple of years as well. There's the potential for six weeks of RB1 production. I will say this. I think Jamal Williams goes somewhere in the should go. He should be the first of the high upside backups. Like he should be, yeah. you know, he should he should go before, you know, last year where Alexander Madison or Tony Pollard went. He should go before that range, if you will, right? Yeah, and I think the other thing too is that if you ask most football fans, like where do the Saints rank in the league? Like most people say, like the sixteenth, seventeenth best type of team. They're also plus one twenty-five and the favorite to win division that stinks. awful division. Yeah. So they're going to be in positions mm-hmm. where they're going to have more advantageous situations than you might otherwise think, just because they've got six games against the Falcons, the Baker Mayfield Bucks, and the Panthers. Why does poor Baker Mayfield like? Oh, let me tune into Peacock. Let me see what's going on over here. Straight and then I'm just a stray. Like, why? Like, why isn't the CJ Stroud Panthers? Why isn't the Why isn't the Desmond Ritter Falcons? Why do I, Baker Mayfield, who's actually won a playoff game, why am I catching strays? Just differentiating from uh, your good friend Tom Brady yes. and the Tom Brady Bucks, which are now no longer. He's no. He's no Brady. A new era. BFF. He said. He said 12. he's no Brady. He's he's right. Right. I'm not. I'm not Tom, and I'm glad he said that because last year, by most measurements, he was. The worst quarterback in the NFL. Baker wow. By right most now. measurements, but not all measurements. Not all measurements. Stay through the break, Baker. it get a lot better for you. <laughs> yeah. um, Another one here. Anyway, but by the way, one quick question for my friends at Peacock that are watching this. Why does Jamal Williams not have a reality show yet? Uh, That's no, what I'm asking. Like, yeah. Come on, hey, Peacock, Peacock. Let's, let's make this happen. Let's do this. Like, yeah. give, He's give unbelievable. Me, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Jamal Williams. The most entertaining <laughs> presser in the NFL. I was just going to say MVPC. Jair Alexander as well. Those two. There you go. There you go, Peacock. Look, I'm doing your job for you. No reality show with Alexander and Jamal Williams. All right, the Eagles signed Rashad Penny, a uh, one-year, $1.35 million contract, obviously due to the injury history that Penny has dealt with. But, Barry, he's one of those guys that he can go off for over 100 yards and two touchdowns on any given week. You just never know where it's going to be. But he does, you know, obviously fall into a backfield uh, that could be adding somebody in the draft. They like Kenny Gainwell. There are some different variables here. I actually think – my sort of feeling is is that if I'm doing best ball drafts right now, like no one's paying attention to Rashad Penny. I believe by the time we get to August, you know, he, he'll become such a trendy sleeper mm-hmm. that he will be overhyped a yeah. little bit. But, like, sky's the limit for Rashad Penny. Really efficient offense, great offensive line, yeah. tremendous skill set. And this is a guy who, not last year but the year before, won people their fantasy leagues. Like, the fantasy playoffs two seasons ago, he was – a top three fantasy running back. He might have been the number one running number back one, in fantasy, yeah. was he? Yes, he was. Yeah, and so, like, he was just phenomenal. He's got a home run. He's got this home run ability. He's mm-hmm. great out of the pass, you know, out of the backfield as a pass catcher as well. And so, look, Kenny Gainwell's a nice player, but, like, he's not the every down guy. And so, I think it just depends. If, if they get through the draft and they don't add, like, a, a star running yeah. back, and it's just they, you know, I could see a scenario where they go into the season with, 
Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, and and Rashad Penny. And mm-hmm. in that scenario, like I'm all in on Penny. Yes, health is the issue. Health is the concern with him, which is and he, but he's on a one year prove it deal once again. He was good in Seattle last year before Ken Walker took before he got hurt. I mean, like we all see how good Ken Walker was, and he still he was able to hold off Ken Walker until he got hurt. So at current cost, I'm all in on Rashad Penny. You go back to all the way back to 2019, and you look at Penny's healthy stretches, which are few and far between, I understand, and that's part of the reason I think his ADP will be so suppressed this summer. Even if he gets some sleeper hype, I think that it'll still be a reasonable price point. But, yeah, Rashad Penny, every time he's healthy, is among the most efficient running backs in the NFL. Again, last year, 2021, obviously, was like a special six-week run that, that we might not see again for a while. I mean, I, I, looking at the numbers, you could say that when healthy, I know it doesn't happen often, Rashad Penny is the best running back in the NFL. He is the well, anti-David pound, pound for pound. He is, absolutely. Yeah. And, but that injury history, people will be freaked out by that, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I think, yeah. I, th- I think I can deal with that. I, I think especially at ADP, he's very much worth a flyer. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm a, he could have a huge year. Yeah, and also, he had that stretch in 2021 where yeah, he was outplaying Jonathan Taylor down the stretch. He was having a historic season. And he's doing that behind a pretty bad offensive line in Seattle. That's and now key. he gets the best offensive line in football. Like, he's going to be someone who, like, we don't have markets on this up, but he's going to be like 150 to 1 to win the rushing title. Like, that kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everyone just thinks, oh, Rashad Penny's on a one-year, $1.35 million deal. He gets hurt all the time. Like, Guys can just stay healthy for one year, and then all of a sudden, like he could absolutely rush for 1,700 yards if he stays healthy. Especially in a new home where they might understand his usage or how to time his usage a little bit better for an offense that is going to score a ton of points again. It's going to score a ton of points. That they have enough backs there that they can mix and match, and you've obviously got Jalen Hurts in the backfield as well, so defenses are going to have to account for that in a way that they didn't have to in Seattle with him. And so maybe that opens up some rushing lanes as well. Like we've often seen that running backs that play with very mobile quarterbacks often are more efficient as well just because again you usually have to keep a linebacker spy on that quarterback and so that opens up a lot of lanes when you have a creative play caller which hopefully the eagles will that's a good point another notable signing here guys the texans sign motor singletary a one-year 3.75 million dollar contract as he moves on from the bills i think honestly denny everybody's question immediately pivots to Will Damian Pierce no longer be that workhorse guy in Houston? I think we kind of got the uh, rug pulled out from under us on Damian Pierce on this on this signing. I, I was, you know, I've been doing some best ball drafts. I've liked Damian Pierce's ADP not as much now because Devin Singletary was never used as a pass catcher in Buffalo, meaning that he's going if they're going to use him at all, and I'm guessing they are, it's going to be on early downs, and that's going to really eat into Damian Pierce's usage. Now maybe Pierce is used more as a pass catcher. He wasn't bad in that role last year, but he was only seeing about three, 3.1 targets per game as a rookie. So I, I just, I don't, I think that his uh, uh, paths to fantasy upside have been very much narrowed by this Singletary signing, unfortunately. I'm not as worried about it as you are. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think they really like Pierce. I mean, again, I'm a big follow the money guy. One year, $3.75 million. That's a depth sign. It's not much. And I've seen that's where it maxes out. A lot of these contracts... Right, you incentives know, and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, running backs. The, the fact that Singletary couldn't do better than that, to me, Devin Singletary is just a better version of Rex Burkhead last year. Mm. That's what he is. Like, I mean, you know, they use Rex Burkhead here and there, you know, mm-hmm. to spell him and everything like that. And I think probably they probably, Singletary's more of a, you know, a veteran. And so they're going to they're gonna have a young quarterback. 
They're going to want to have somebody who's good in pass pro, who's a good pass catcher, okay. so that like when that quarterback gets in trouble, has somebody to dump off to. So I think you could see Singletary there. But am I worried about when they get on the five yard line? Suddenly here comes Devin Singletary. Like I'm not. Like I, probably not. I, I hear you that it maybe caps the ceiling on Pierce a little bit. But what did we think this? If this signing didn't happen, what do we think? Like Pierce's, I thought Pierce's floor was or his ceiling was like running back ten. Uh huh. So yeah, yeah. I think and I think he could still get there if. They limit Singletary's usage. But Singletary, you know, like some of his peripheral stats show a guy who, who can be efficient as a rusher. Again, as a pass catcher, just horrible. One of the worst pass catchers. It doesn't make much sense either. It seems like he would, he would excel in that role. But, uh, but So I, I, I do worry a little bit about what it does uh, for, for Pierce. But I'm not completely fading Pierce after the Singletary. I, I think Pierce is a fine RB2, and maybe he doesn't yeah. have as much upside. But I, I also don't think the floor I, – I still think there's – a very solid floor, especially given that they're going to have a rookie quarterback that they're going to want to, you know, um, establish. Establish. You know, they're going to want to establish it. I think as well that Pierce, it's probably went a little bit on the radar, but he was used in the passing game more than you expect because the first three games, there's no passing game usage. Yep. But he ended up with 30 receptions, 39 targets in 13 games. He had, I think, four games where he had at least five targets. So he definitely does have that, that element. Yeah, he's an elite pass protector, too, so they'll keep him on the field. And it helps. The Texans traded for Shaq Mason. They extended Laramie Tunzel. Like, this offensive line is actually in a good place for a team that is also going to probably be playing a rookie quarterback. Guys, here's the other... I get, yeah, I mean, I, I'll just go back. I think Singletary is, is a bigger name than, than threat. I think he was a depth signing. Honestly, yeah. I do. Like, and that's what the money uh, suggests to me as well. A couple more of those exact signings, and you guys can pick out which one stands to you. Alexander mm-hmm. Madison goes back to the Vikings on a two-year $6.4 million deal. We'll see what that means ultimately for Cook. Deontay Foreman signs a one-year $3 million deal with the Bears as David Montgomery's out. Deontay Foreman's in. Damian Harris signs a one-year deal with the Bills. That one's kind of interesting. Raheem Mostert is back with the Dolphins on a two-year deal. Jeff Wilson is back with the Dolphins on a two-year deal. James Robinson signs a two-year $8 million deal with the Patriots after being phased out of the Jets' offense at the end of last year. And then Samaji Ryan signs a two-year $7.5 million deal with the Broncos' Jay. Looking at these, are, are any of these more noteworthy to you than the rest? I think it's interesting with the Dolphins, just because I like that team a lot overall, and I think they have huge upside. I think they can absolutely win the division. Uh, that team is absolutely stacked now yeah. with the, the additions they made on defense, most notably Jalen Ramsey, uh, and then on offense. Like The Dolphins were really banged up last year. Teron Armstead was dealing with injuries the whole yeah. second half of the season. Tyreek Hill had the niggle with his ankle, and then Tour, obviously. like They could be a juggernaut, and if they're a juggernaut, it means that they're going to be running the ball and obviously you get most and Wilson both back, but I think that they can both be usable. And then if one goes down, which probably will happen at some point during the year, then you all of a sudden you've got a guy who could be a borderline RB1. I agree. I mean, I think at least we know sort of what to expect with Miami, and I think it's going to be tough to rank one guy over the other each week. But I think both guys, to your point, are usable low-end RB2, high-end flexes on a week-to-week. To me, you mentioned it, you know, to me the most interesting one here is Damian Harris. I think Damian Harris is a good player. He is a good player. You know, like, not being as good as or as versatile as Ramondre Stevenson is not a, you know, is is not a negative. Like, there's a lot of running backs in the NFL that are good running backs. They just aren't as good as Ramondre Stevenson. And so, you know, it it does two things. Number one is I think Damian Harris could actually have more fantasy value in Buffalo than he did in New England, more explosive offense, and somebody that has sort of a a very clear role. Like, I'm going to be a pounder. And as they want to continue to extend Josh Allen's career, like, maybe – Allen's still going to always tuck in and run at some point, mm-hmm. but like as they get in close, you could see him being kind of a hammer at the goal line here. It also caps like you know 
when Singletary, we're like, ooh, James Cook season, and now we're like, ah. <laughs> like, to me, <laughs> I'm more a, disappointed yeah. about James Cook than I am about Damian Pierce with the Devin Singletary thing. It's the same thing with Cleo Herbert in Chicago. Right. Like, I was <laughs> really amped about Herbert, you know, finally maybe getting something like a workhorse role because he's been so good when, when he's been the lead back. Way better than David Montgomery. I think we've established that that is possible for any running back in that offense. Right. Uh, but, yeah, so Deontay Foreman has, has been good, you know, and there's, there's no two ways about it. He, he's very interesting to me as a late-round flyer who could just end up as the, the lead back, maybe if Herbert struggles with injuries again, maybe if they just see Foreman as, a, you know, more of a lead back. You know, the, the, the size factor, Herbert, is not nearly as large as, as Foreman. And, and that, that, that offense, that Chicago offense, the run-heaviest offense in the NFL last year, outside of Atlanta, of course. Uh, and so, you know, Foreman could have kind of hidden, hidden volume-based upside there. I think all of these signings, or a lot of them, they just go to show that it's just the demise of the workhorse running back. Yeah. Like, a lot of these yeah. situations, like, oh, maybe James Cook could have become the guy. Oh, maybe most of it if it was just him. But all of, like, who's left? It's really just, like, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry, Saquon. Is there anyone else? CMC. Like, yeah, there's, there's, well, even CMC's like, like yeah, yeah, right. He's 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 sure. Yeah. I mean, Eckler a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's not I, much. I, I mean, he's, he's not your prototypical workhorse back, but he gets that kind of usage, or at yep. least did. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but I mean, it, like, it gets mixed in to an extent. Like, it, it but yeah, the list gets shorter and shorter uh, as, we, uh, as we continue on. The top remaining free agents on the running back market, Ezekiel Elliott, who finishes RB22. He's out there after moving on. The Cowboys move on from him. Leonard Fournette. The top 15 finish, he's out there. And then Kareem Hunt, it would be interesting to see if he lands with the place with upside. Is there any, any spots here, Barry, that you'd like to see one of these guys go? Or, or anybody at least that you think has more left in the tank than the general public kind of perceives? Yeah, I mean, like all of my, I mean, I will tell you that, uh, you know, when I was hanging out with my best friend Tom Brady, I mean, I was hanging out this weekend just palling around with a couple of our buddies. <sighs> Leonard Fournette was there as well. Yes. And uh, I literally point blank asked him, like, where are you going? You know, and uh, he goes, honestly, I don't know. He goes, I have no idea. Uh, I mean, I, I would think that I actually think in the right situation, all three of those guys could be could be useful to me. I, I feel like because we've seen Fournette be productive last year, obviously. So Fournette, But to me, the interesting one is Kareem Hunt. And just that like he hasn't this is a guy that run a won a rushing title as a rookie and then just hasn't been used that mm-hmm. much. And it feels like that explosiveness is still there. He just. He was behind Nick Chubb, who might be the best running back in the NFL from a pure skill standpoint. And, you know, they, they had quarterback issues and just wasn't a particularly good team. So I feel like in the right system, we talked about this, and it's weird because they went and got Ride. But, like, if Javante Williams is more hurt than we think, mm-hmm. which I think is a very real possibility, and Kareem Hunt went to Denver, that becomes really interesting. Or if Kamara, if Kamara gets suspended for a year or for much of a year and Kareem Hunt goes to New Orleans, that becomes really interesting, right? I, I just think it, it, Kareem Hunt in the right situation becomes really interesting. I like Kareem Hunt, uh, I will as say. As a football player. As a, right, as, as a player. Yes, as a sure. fantasy football player. Yes. So we have to be clear about that. <laughs> not sure about other aspects. But, yeah, he, he is uh, a guy who was efficient coming into last year and then it just kind of fell off a cliff I, I do worry a little bit about last season and his uh kind of the peripheral stats showing that he, he may be edging toward the, like the, the latter half of his career and I don't I don't know if he if he profiles as a guy who's going to see 
who can who can even see 15 to 18 touches in a game. The, you know? the counter to that, and you might be right, by the way. You absolutely might be right. You just never know with running backs. The only counter to that is it felt like it was just there was already bad blood in oh, Cleveland. Yeah. Like, he wanted yeah. to get out last year. And so it just may have been one of those things, one of those mental things yeah. where – and he's not getting the playing time that he wants. And it just – you know, just – Mentally, just he may not have been there. He may, he, he may have checked out on the team. And so, listen, you're a professional. You're still being paid a lot of money. You have to do yeah. what you but He definitely wasn't happy. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, there are other things that you could excuse away. It, may not, it still may be right. He, the skills may be, may, may be diminishing. But it also may be one of those things that, like, in a new situation with a team that, where he feels appreciated and he has a role that's more mm-hmm. suited to his skill set, maybe – He's got another year left. Ironically, I think he could go on the path that another guy on that screen went down in Leonard Fournette, where it looked like Leonard Fournette was just done. Yeah. Uh, and Jacksonville is yeah, like a 3.8 yards per carry kind of guy. And then all of a sudden, Super Bowl winning Lenny. So I think all <laughs> these guys, like any running back, the situation you want to end up in right now is Philadelphia. Because Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott, they are not so super entrenched. And then Rashad Penny, despite the upside, the most likely thing is, is that he gets hurt. And then all of a sudden, you could have anyone slide into be a number one running back behind the best offensive line in football. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting, right? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by any of those guys winding up in Dallas, right? We don't know what Dallas is doing behind Tony Pollard. Like, I don't know if they want to go in with just Tony Pollard. Feels like Leonard Fournette to Dallas. Yeah, it that's, does. that's like a thing, They might draft right? Bijan. Yeah. And they might, right. That's, that's talking, very that, real that's right the rumor, now. Right, Ooh, that so. they, might, they might draft Bijan. Like, you know, I mean, I know they like Keontae Ingram a little bit, but... Any one of those guys in, in uh, Arizona paired with James Conner could be kind of interesting. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can sort of see that, too. How right? about the Bengals right now with the unclear future of Joe Mixon? And we saw P. Ryan obviously go to the market. That's kind of a sneaky one that I think a lot of people aren't on to yet. Right, I mean, Hunt, maybe. go ahead. Yeah, for Cream. Cream that's a yeah, Cream Hunt landing spot. Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Catching maybe for that as well. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys, before we get to the wide receiver signings over the last week, uh, baseball season is right around the corner, so pick up your Roto World Baseball Draft Guide. Get all the best player profiles, rankings, and projections you need to dominate your draft. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash draft guide and use Pennant25 to save 25% at checkout. Did you guys notice what Connor did there when he said it's right around the corner? Corner, that's kind of a baseball term, you know, the hot corner, <laughs> mm. everything like that. Really, really I, mean, I didn't catch that myself. It's that kind my own of ads. <laughs> It's that kind of wordplay that Kristen was like, yes, I need that for the rest of my life. I'm in. I'm in. Wide receivers here, fellas. (laughs) Poor Kristen. Yeah, I I agree with that, actually. Uh, So, don't know what she was thinking. That's why she delayed. (laughs) I didn't hear you. Uh, She'll back up. All right, the Jets sign wide receiver Alan Lazard, formerly of Green Bay, of course, to a four-year $44 million. I believe two years, 22, is guaranteed in this deal. It's no secret Aaron Rodgers at some point will be a Jet. They get out in front of that move and sign his buddy in Lazard here. Very Lazard really known for his blocking, but did have his best season as a receiver yet last year as well. Yeah, and I think this is a much better signing for Aaron Rodgers. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, and, and for the Jets, then I think it is fantasy-wise. Yeah. At, in Green Bay, he was the clear-cut number one wide receiver. He goes to the Jets, and he's not going to be. Like, now, again, there's a familiarity with Rodgers that Garrett Wilson won't have, but, like, just from a skill standpoint, like, come close. on, right? It's not yeah. close. So, you know, and, and Rodgers is going to realize that pretty quickly, I think. So I, I think it's a um, good for Al Lazard, good for Aaron Rodgers to have a, have a buddy there, you know. And 
I think Randall Cobb is next. And he'll he'll like, show up at and, some point. Right, the big dog, Mercedes right, yeah, Lewis. Mercedes. Mercedes Lewis. The, yeah. Michael, Jordy, Jordy Nelson. Jordy yeah. Nelson. Right, Craig Jennings. Yeah, the whole, the whole gang will be there, right? Absolutely. Donald Driver. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> Beat Elijah Moore as soon as you can, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. mean, just... <laughs> again. Well, again, that's the other thing is, is that maybe you have some insight into this. You know, we, we taped a thing last, when we did our show last week. We didn't... There were rumors that he was going to go to the Jets. We thought it might happen, but... It wasn't until he came out on the Pat McAfee show and said, that's my intention, is I want to play for the Jets. And so now the Packers and Jets are sort of haggling over, uh, over compensation. And we don't know what that is going to be because Rodgers is under contract to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they don't want that contract on, on their books. But, um, so it'll get done at some point. But Elijah Moore, potentially a piece that goes back to the Green Bay? I think it's more likely Corey Davis is sure. in this deal. Yeah. They, they haven't cut Corey Davis yet, even though the Lazard signing, the money, the role, everything is a direct replacement. <laughs> so I think it's looking like Corey Davis is almost a lock to be in this deal, and if he's not, then they will just move on from him and he'll enter the free agent market. Everything I've heard is the Jets have very little interest in giving up on players that they think can help this tight, tight window they'll have with Rodgers. They view Elijah Moore as that, some younger guys on defense like Jermaine Johnson, his name's been kicked around. So I think more, the good thing for Moore is Braxton Berrios signed with the Dolphins Barrios ate into more yeah. slot reps, those manufactured touches. So I'm not going to buy into Elijah Moore again, but I'm saying there's a more defined role that should have existed for him in the first place. Well, sure, but it, counter to that is, is like, yes, they don't want to give up Elijah Moore, but if the Packers are like, yeah, we don't want Corey Davis's contract. Yeah. We want <laughs> Elijah Moore's rookie contract. And, you know, like, and they're not going to say, they're, yeah. yeah, I mean, Woody Johnson's not going to say, like, wait a minute, the reason we don't have a Aaron Rodgers is yeah. because you guys won't give up Elijah Moore? Give up Elijah Moore. Like, and you know the Woody I mean? like, factor is very real. Right, like Joe oh, Douglas 100%. will not. The Woody owns the team, and Woody is known for getting involved in trades. Going all the way back to the Brett Favre trade, which was Woody's decision, not Eric Mangini's. So, so history repeats itself. Yeah, I mean, so I'm just saying, I, I don't think they're – I understand that the desire is not to move on from Elijah Moore if you're the Jets, but they also may not have a choice. Have and a choice. so I think there's a non-zero chance that Elijah Moore goes to the Packers in a deal. Yeah, which, right? we, a, which I, There's definitely a non-zero. Yeah. Is it probably unlikely? Probably, but definitely a non-zero. Yeah. I don't know if it's 5% or 50%. Yeah. My guess yeah. is it's closer to 5%. Yep. I would still, say so. There's a, non, there's a non-zero chance. And as one source said to me at the, uh, at the Combine, my nipples are hard for Alan Lazard. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> they actually aren't now that he's on the Jets. Oh, dead man never right. die. But yeah, I just, you know, gotta get to the you don't season, often get a chance to say, no, you know, the words nipples on streaming networks. <laughs> yeah. Every single week he scores... Uh, do you yes. get to drop that one yeah, in during the season? Yeah, we, need a, so. we need a meme. Uh, probably about 2,000 yeah. 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 yeah, At least it'll happen a handful of times. <laughs> yeah. So, All right, another big one here. The Patriots. Jacoby Myers goes out the door. They bring in Juju Smith-Schuster, basically somebody that'll play the same exact role. Mm-hmm. Similar contract, too. Three-year, $25.5 million contract for Juju here, Denny. I mean, let's be real right now. There are a lot of targets on the table in Bill O'Brien's Patriots offense. There are, and there is go- he's going to have to be, Juju's going to have to be a target hog if he's going to get there for fantasy, if he's going to be a, like a wide receiver two in PPR formats. He had two downfield targets all of last year in the Chiefs offense. 20-plus yards? Two, two yeah. of 20-plus of yards. Okay, so the days of him uh, uh, making plays downfield are absolutely over. I know there, were, there was some question, in Kansas City, will he get back to that? The answer was absolutely not. He's 84th out of 88 qualified wide receivers in average depth of target, uh, you know, over, over the past uh, three seasons combined, including, again, with Patrick Mahomes. So I, I just, you know, it's a, it's a downgrade for, for, for offensive environment here, but there are a lot of targets open, so I'm not completely dismissing. Junior. 22% target share for Jacoby Myers last year, 
56% of those targets came from the slot. So it is one of those things that's like there is the opportunity for him to be a usable asset in PPR the way that Jacoby Myers was. But, like, again, we don't expect Juju to be a big touchdown scorer. Health is more of an issue with Juju than Jacoby Myers was. And, like, I think Jacoby Myers, like, if if Juju wasn't there and Jacoby Myers were still on the Patriots, Jacoby Myers maybe is a top 50 wide receiver. Like, he's probably getting drafted somewhere in that 40 to 50 range. Mm -hmm. And that feels right for Juju as well. Like, Juju... Probably like a little bit better player than Jacoby Myers, but also has more injury concerns than Jacoby does. So feels like it's a it's a better NFL signing than it is a fantasy signing. Yeah. I'm buying a Mac Jones bounce back yes. as an NFL quarterback. Like I don't think he's a fantasy relevant one, but I, I I'll buy I'm not out on Mac Jones as an NFL quarterback yet. Uh, I think Bill O'Brien being there will certainly help. But you know, it's right. It's not going to be an explosive offense. It's going to be a Patriots offense, right? It's going to be it's going to be running heavy, and it's Ramondre Stevenson, yeah. and it's going to be slow paced and play good defense. And yeah. the one thing is, is that Juju Smith Schuster somehow just turned twenty six. It feels amazing. like he's fifty years right. old. Twenty year old, <laughs> been around yeah. for 20 year old rookie. Yeah. yeah. So I think that is the one thing that maybe there's still a hope he can get back that explosion that he had those first couple of years in Pittsburgh. But at the same time, like he just had a. B minus season with Patrick Mahomes and now goes to a much less friendlier environment to your point but wouldn't entirely give up on on that guy coming back potentially just because he's so young yeah I'm, I'm not out on him as an NFL player but just as a as a consistent fantasy relevant guy again I don't think the touchdowns are going to be there so what you're really banking on is volume in PPR and so you're hopeful there but again it's a slow-paced offense that doesn't throw a ton and I will tell you talking to my Kansas City sources when I was at the Combine they said, you know, basically, like, we love Juju, but one of the concerns is, is, like, we don't think he can make it through a 17-game yeah. season. Really? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and by the way, he didn't last year, and he, you know, there's mm-hmm. just throughout his career, he's, he's, he has struggled with health, and so if he can't pop in Kansas City, like, it's hard to see him going, you know, being better than he was last year. On a points-per-game basis, he was wide receiver 36 last year with the yeah. Chiefs. Wide receiver 27. So even if you say, like, total points, like, with Mahomes, he was barely a top 30 wide receiver. Feels like there's going to be a lot of games of six receptions for 58 yards, no touchdowns. <laughs> yes. so and that last part is what matters yeah. for him, ultimately. Yeah. Right. It's but, the difference. By the way, six for 58, that's Jacoby Myers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean like, Jacoby. you know what, five for 77, it's Jacoby Myers, like, yeah. which is fine. You take it in your wide receiver three spot. Yeah. You know, you just plug yeah. him in, you get, you get 11 points, whatever. Yeah, fine. It was great. Whatever. <laughs> but now you're like, woohoo. I ninety five. You're not leaving your you're not leaving your draft going, yeah, man, I got oh, juju no. spin. No. You don't feel good about that. No, 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 no. Jay, a move with upside here. The Cowboys trade for Brandon Cooks. They don't really give up much of anything. A two thousand twenty three fifth round pick, two thousand twenty four sixth round pick. We know the salary, what was involved with Cooks, and he wanted out of Houston. He was very vocal about that last year. The Cowboys needed that third wide receiver to play with C D and Gallup. This probably Maybe even in the long run helps CD because they like playing him in the slot primarily and Cooks can play inside-outside. But individually, what do you make of Cooks and his upside in Dallas? I mean, I think it's a little bit capped just because of the presence of those three guys because you had in Dalton Schultz as well. Um, and there's just not... Uh, he's not going to get the usage that he's gotten at his absolute peak. But at the same, I think it's a better football move than a fantasy move. Uh, I'd be a little bit concerned about Michael Gallup, who just never looked right uh, yeah, last season. He was not the yeah. same guy. I mean, now he's another year removed mm-hmm. from the ACL, so maybe he looks better. But, I mean, it's just it's now it's a crowded team as well. If there's going to be more Pollard in the passing game, it's just hard to see how Cooks has a pathway to being elite. He goes from having a 24% target share in Houston over his last three years to... 
where he's going to have a much smaller target share, but better quarterback, more yeah. efficient offense. And yeah. I don't see a scenario – I don't think it would be shocking if he leapfrogs Michael Gallup to be the number two. I actually think they're bringing him in to be the number that, two. That's what I thought, yeah. You know, like one of the things I wrote in my combine column is that my sources from Dallas were saying to me, like, they want to make a splash on offense. And we can talk about whether this was a splash or a drip, you know, like, or just, you know, a little, dr- yeah, a little trickle, you know, like more of a more of a pebble than a big rock going into a, a, a pond. But the fact of the matter is, is Brandon Cooks is a big-name player. Like, he's a guy that's had multiple thousand-yard receiving, uh, you know, with bad quarterback play, really inconsistent quarterback play. But he's always produced six of his nine years in the NFL. He's had over a thousand different yards, including with four different teams. And so, you know, I mean, I think, you know, this is, I agree, it's a good NFL move for Dak, for his fantasy value, for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I think it helps CD as well. Yeah. But I think Brandon Cooks is probably about where he was. Like last year, he was wide receiver 37 in points per game. Sounds about right. Like he's in that wide receiver 3 4 range where, again, less target share, but better quarterback. Better offense. Yep. So I misspoke. Dalton Schultz obviously signed with the Texans yesterday, but there's still there's just not that many targets to go around. Also, Brandon Cooks, this is he's coming up on 10 years in the league now as well. So uh, he is, you know, he's still 29 years old. He's still going to be able to produce, but this is going to be CD Lamb's offense. And, and Dallas will draft a tight end yep. pretty early. So those targets that you mentioned, it's, they're going just to a different name. Yep. It doesn't matter. I, so. It was super weird, but one of the rumors I heard was they're going to draft Bijan Robinson and then convert him to tight end. Because <laughs> Jerry, they need a tight end, but Jerry really wants Bijan. So that's, so that's, the, that's yeah. there you go. That's a win-win. That's for what we do on this show. That's we meet in the middle all the time. Yeah. Danny, that's last note. Last notable one here: the Panthers signed Adam Thielen, yeah. uh, three-year, twenty-five million dollar contract, fourteen million dollars in guarantees. We know Carolina after trading DJ Moore in the, the move to go up to number one. This is a big hole in targets at wide receiver for this team and, and now Thielen's a veteran that could fill that. I guess he yeah. is. Well, they're expecting that. Yeah, right. And I, I mean, yeah. I, I guess even though, you know, he's dropped off in pretty much every category over the past two or three seasons, Thielen is, should be considered the wide receiver one in this offense right right now. I know the LaVisca Chenault truthers on Twitter. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I, I do I do want to apologize. I know you're you're probably. Is, uh, is it you, you said you said truthers like there's plural? Isn't oh. it just Peter Overzet at this point? <laughs> no, no, Pete has an army. They, oh, they, yeah. Pete, uh, Pete has an army. I think it, I oh. think it's a bunch of bots. Oh. I, listen, I know Peter fairly well. I think it is a bunch of bots. It could be. T- but there are clear. real flesh and blood people who believe in Lavisca Chanel, and uh, yeah, I don't, don't want to. Peter Overzet with a bunch of different IDs <laughs> is what it is. That's what it is. Well, it, and so yeah, anyway. I mean, I, I guess Thielen. I guess Thielen is is the guy. He's going to uh, play from the slot again like he did in Minnesota. I think that that definitely dings Chenault. Marshall had some good slot usage last year. But, yeah, I mean, right now, let's see what they do in the draft. I guess Thielen is their wide receiver. Connor, how does, if it's Stroud or Young or Richardson, how does that impact Chenault and Thielen? Well, I think if it's Stroud, you love it because of his pocket presence and timing. And Thielen, is based, his game is based on timing in his route. So the ball will always be there. Stroud coming out of Ohio State, he understands how to lean on wide rec- like a number one wide receiver in the offense. He did it with Jackson Smith and Jigba two years ago, Marvin Harrison Jr. this year. So I think if it's Stroud, and a lot of people think it will be Stroud, there's a lot of upside there with Thielen because Stroud, Stroud's ready to roll. And yeah, ready to play. I, I actually think Thielen's kind of a sleeper. Here. Yeah. Right? Well, just in the – here's the thing. Like, no, like he is going to be left for dead in drafts. Like, mm-hmm. no one – Panthers, you know, he is mm-hmm. – but to your point, like, I think even if – LaVisca Chenault becomes a thing. LaVisca Chenault is not a volume guy. Like, he's a gadget guy. Like, they'll, they'll use him in different ways, and he could be, he could be a poor man's Kadarius Tony. Yeah. What we saw, you know, moments, you know, in, in flashes in Kansas City last year for Tony. Like, so you could see that with Chenault. But, like, give me Thielen over 
Jacoby Myers or Juju Smith-Schuster, like in terms you. of like a in terms of a guy that like we we're talking like six for seventy. Like I guess my point is is that I think while Thielen dropped off last year, there's no question, and it's a much worse environment. The fact is, is I just don't think it's going to. Co- I, I think his his ADP will drop much further than his fantasy value because this is a guy that was you know a couple of years ago a top mm-hmm. ten fantasy wide receiver and as as recently as like two years ago was a top twenty wide receiver opposite Justin Jefferson and so I think that as the number one guy and it's kind of a safety valve for whoever the right rookie quarterback is could be I, could be built in volume yeah I just I, that's what I'm saying is I, yeah. I I think I think he's much more of a floor play than an upside play mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like if you're in that range where you're looking for a wide receiver three and you're in a PPR league you're in a 12 team PPR league where you're just like I just need I need 12 to 14 points every week like I think Again, I think six for seventy-seven is like not out of the question for him every single week. Adam Thielen is Brandon Cooks on the Texans, effectively. I think. I think he's that type of. He's going to be yeah. that type of production. From, but the quarterback yeah, will be better. Very different wide very receiver, different, I'm, but I'm, in, terms in terms of just of, like you know established big name wide receiver, veteran on a bad team, uh, and kind of just kind of chugs along and just, gets you what you just need. Volu- just a volume-based wide receiver three, who's who I bet you averages. Double-digit fantasy points. You could do year. worse. You could do worse. You could do worse. That's, that's but, I, that, listen, I make that argument to my wife all the time. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, you could do worse. You have done worse. <laughs> Come on. All right, other notable wide receiver uh, free agency signings here. Paris Campbell signs a one-year deal. Was that part deal. of the conversation with Kristen, by the way? Was that like – That's you know, been my like, selling point from day one. Right, you could do worse. You yeah. could definitely. Yeah. You could we do were worse. friends for five years before we ever dated, so that was my line. Like, okay – Five years have gone by. You've seen that you could do worse. Right. Let's give this a shot. So you were, that's fascinating to me. You were in the friend zone for five years. Well, we were both with other people, too. I think no, no, no. Friends, friends, no, 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 don't, don't, don't disrupt. Uh, no, I've got a. Yeah. But go with it. Run with it. No, no, no. It. Yes. I, I, I figured this out. You have a good bit no, ready. No, I'm fine. ready for it. I figured this out. That's fine. So Kristen had you in the friend zone, and so you're just sitting there patiently waiting while she's going after you going out with like you know D bag after D bag, like just fair. like a yeah, bunch of like yeah. a bunch of losers, guys that aren't right for her. You're just sitting there pining away. Yeah. Hopefully Kristen will notice me. I'm just sitting over here with my with my Jets playbook, you know, draft. just trying to like you know <laughs> analyzing the draft. analyzing the draft. <laughs> Great selling point yeah, for her career. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just you know nerding out on you know yeah. forty times and three cone times and. Connor's, Connor's CJ Stroud, very high floor. There we go. Uh, I'll take that. Sam Donald and Baker Mayfield. Pro ready? <laughs> yeah. Some would say I'm pro is, it C- is it CJ Stroud? Is it more like Mike White? Like, bided his time. Nah, come on. Bided his time. Finally got a shot. Finally got a shot, made the most of his moment. Yep. Got paid. Am I going to get hurt, though, really soon? Like, am I, <laughs> is Matt Milano going to break me in half? I mean, I'm a little nervous right now. Yeah, 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 is that why Denny's here? Are you I sending am, Denny on I, a, a blitz? I'm sorry to report. A blindside yes. blitz? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, what, I don't know what goes on with you. And is Lawrence fighting somewhere? Like, I don't know, you know. If there's some aggression there, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to speculate on that. But this is a happy time. You guys got engaged. <laughs> this is great. You got you're you're the poster boy. Like you got out of the friend zone, mm-hmm. and then four I, I'm years. A sign of, of hope. It's a you're a story. sign of hope. You're yeah, a beacon of true. hope. Mm. Like if you're stuck in a friend zone out there, look at Connor Rogers. He beat it. Who, you're right. who beat the friend zone? Who beat the? You know, like like it took him nine years. Five years yeah. of friend zone, and then four years of dating, where Kristen was sort of like, maybe someone else will come along, maybe someone comes <laughs> along. But literally, like she got there to a decade. She got to her thirties like, and was she, like, she's okay, like, all right, done. you know what? Screw it. Fine. Yeah, you're, you're you know a, what? You, you it's know fine. What? Dave Montgomery, come on down. There is. <laughs> he's a he's a grinder. <laughs> I've hated you for five years, but you just yeah, keep showing up. You keep showing up. Yep. You know, you yep. don't get hurt. You know, it's fine. Like it's fine. <laughs> Are you efficient? No, but you know what? I know <laughs> I can count on you. You're gonna get there. You're gonna get there. Yes. So there you go. It's a great story, folks. 
Yeah, yeah, really Kyle is. Pitts can be a tight end once. Yes, yes. yes. thrilling. Like, oh, man. Tell me I'm wrong. No one in my ear is arguing with me, by the way. <laughs> no. They, they uh, all agree they, with me. They it. got turned off a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just no rip the court. Yeah, as, as yeah, Steven says, want no part of this. <laughs> yeah. So that leads to a smooth transition <laughs> to other notable. <laughs> How about Paris Campbell, huh? Uh, signed a one-year deal, $4.7 million deal with the Giants. Darius Slayton goes back to the Giants. That was a little surprise. Mm-hmm. Two-year, $12 million deal um, with Big Blue. Sterling Shepard also back with the Giants. So the Giants keep Slayton, keep Shepard, add Paris Campbell. I'm sure they'll look to the draft as well. Deontay Hardy signs a two-year deal, uh, almost up to $10 million with the Bills. Probably an Isaiah McKenzie replacement there. And Mac Hollins, who had some monster weeks last year, gets a one year two point five million dollar deal with To me that's to me that's the to me that Mac Hollins is the interesting one. I'm not convinced all those guys make the Giants, by the way. I mean, they've got a lot of guys yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Hodgins con- is still there. He might yeah. be the best of all of them. They, they, well, Rich Shepard James, never plays. Like, like they just yeah. they got a lot of, I think they're they're, you know, kind of wide receiver by committee and like I'm not convinced all those guys make the team. I think still more movement to come for the New York Giants as well. But Matt Collins was interesting to me. Matt Collins is somebody that we've always sort of liked. You know, he's a he's a deep threat. He's had some real nice moments in, in Las Vegas the last two years, um, uh, or at least last year, I should say. He had some moments in Miami as well. Sort of kind of bounced around. But as you think about Atlanta, like, I'm not convinced Desmond Ritter is definitely the day one starter. Like, I think right. it's going to be a competition between him and Taylor Heineke. Yeah. And Taylor Heineke definitely has a lot of, like, you know, F it. Somebody's <laughs> down there somewhere. Yeah. And I did Mac Collins. So I'm yeah. serious. Like, like Mac Collins is a great signing for Taylor Heineke. I don't know about Desmond Ritter yet, but I think that, like, he would, like, I could see a Heineke to Mac Collins connection. I could see it. And I think yeah. Mac Collins becomes a, kind of an interesting late round flyer in best ball, especially. Just ho- hopefully they throw the ball more. You know, like, like oh, the Falcons God, were the so issue. stubbornly run heavy. And, you know, so if we're going to get targets for Drake, for Drake London, if we're going to get targets for Kyle Pitts, I don't know where where Mac Hollins you know figures in there, except for maybe the occasional deep ball, and that's really only if if Heineke's in there. I think Ritter is is too conservative of a, of a passer to to really target a guy like Hollins on but those. You, on those you have to wonder. I mean, by the way, Heineke got signed to like real money. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I mean, like you know, it, it, yeah. it was it two was years, two years, twenty, 20 mil, up to twenty mil. Yeah, something yeah, like that. I mean, so like. You know, for a, for a backup, especially with his sort of resume, that was, you know, kind of eye-opening money, yeah. I think, for Heineke more than Washington wanted him back, but they certainly didn't think that was his market. And so I wonder if the reason they were so run-heavy last year and so mm-hmm. conservative is that Arthur Smith sort of looked at what he had, and yeah, I've got maybe. Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter, who's what, a fifth-round pick last year? Uh, fourth or a yeah, fourth. fourth or fifth. Like, but Ritter was supposed to go earlier and then just kept dropping and dropping and dropping, and so... NFL talent evaluators saw something in Ritter that, or didn't see something in Ritter that we right, maybe thought right. was there. And so Smith may have said, like, hey, our best chance at winning games is grinding this out on the ground. And so maybe they see something in Heineke where they can be so. a little bit more open up. And even if, even if it is still run heavy, setting up play action, you know, yeah. where you're doing the run. Anyway, I, I just thought Matt Collins is probably, again, a better NFL signing than he is a fantasy-relevant one, barring an injury. But I do think... He's interesting in a deeper league, especially if Heineke's under center. Some I other didn't have much to choose from there. By yeah. the way, I had, to pick, I had to pick an interesting one on that full screen, and that's what I chose. So, yeah. you know, so sue me. Yeah, the notable I'm remaining like free agents. It's like you know, like you, you pick what's given in front of you. You're like, I am fine. She's gonna love this show. She does watch. Does she? Loyal, loyal watcher. You know what? Football God hour. bless you, Kristen. Yeah. You know what? I don't know how she does. Listen, it. I don't. I listen, tell her all the time. You don't listen, have to do this. No. 
Listen, there's a lot of things that I don't understand how Kristen does, but, you know, <laughs> watching, watching the, the show, show is, is on the there. list. Yeah. It's up there, yeah. She yeah. goes to work and puts on the show when yeah. we're live on Peacock. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Love her. Diabolical, more so. Uh, Would no, you guys like to get married here at the set? I can make that happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if she's going to agree to that, honestly. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll sell it. You could do the, uh, what is it called? I can be the officiant. Yeah, officiant. I, yes. have, I have married two different couples in my life. Yeah. I have become an officiant. People I'm really don't know. Good it's at a little side hobby of yours. I'm pretty good at it, believe it or not. Rave reviews. Just constantly going off to people in the halls want me to marry you, yes. to marry you. <laughs> it's, just, it's something that I've done I've done it multiple times now both couples still together so I'm, in pr- I'm two for two oh, just, that's good. just saying you know something yeah. to think about you saw the notable remaining free agents there some big names uh, yeah. Odell Beckham on that list Mecole Hardman Chosen Anderson yeah, also so formerly known as Robbie Anderson Jarvis Landry DJ Chark I think next week, guys, we'll have, unless this market drags out even longer, but obviously Odell would, would be big news whenever we get that news. Yeah, big-ish. I mean, it, it, big-ish. But bigger because of the name, but still. He's 31 years old, coming off a big injury. Yeah. I mean, he was no, excellent right. on the Rams, but certainly the hype outweighs oh, his likely production. But, yeah, there'll be some interesting The workout videos, well. though, are amazing. Come on. You uh, got you got, you got to hand yes. it to him. Yeah, it's the one hand. The guy knows so, how to mark so, so many We've been talking about Odell in the free agent market for quite some time. Yeah, three years? Uh, most of the past three years? All right, before we get to the quarterbacks here, download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in your app store today. All for free. All for free. Quarterbacks, guys. Baker Mayfield's second appearance of the show. He caught a drive-by stray from yeah. Jay to kick things off. So welcome <laughs> back to the wanted. show, Baker Mayfield. A one-year, $8.5 million contract, up to $8.5 million contract. Uh, with the Bucks, Denny, I mean, he has still a decent supporting cast here with the Bucks. They've kept yeah. their wide receivers. We know the offensive line has some significant questions, but right. there are worse places for Baker Mayfield to land despite Jay running the bus over the guy and then backing it up. Well, over him. well if, you, if you want someone to get the bus off of Baker, I'm the wrong guy. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I talked on the Roto World football show last week about how bad Baker Mayfield was last year, not just with the Panthers, but he went to L.A. and – you know, he was a little better, but he was still, like, bottom third in every conceivable category. So I just I – don't, I don't see him being able to hold on to this starting job, even with the surrounding weapons. And who knows – I mean, is Mike Evans going to be on this roster in week one? I don't know. I mean, he, he, they, they, they could be dealing yeah, – trying, trying to deal guys for uh, rebuilding purposes. Uh, so I think Baker is probably going to start. Is he going to hold the job? I don't think so. I think Trask is – I think we'll be quick, quick here with a section overall yeah. quarterbacks. I'll just really say I think it's about as good a landing spot for Baker's career as could have happened yeah, because, probably. again, at least at the moment, Godwin and Evans are there. He's somebody that has been good in the NFL at some points in his career. Obviously, it hasn't been that recently. Uh, but, yeah, not fantasy relevant. Like, even if he gets the job and remains, he doesn't run. We don't expect this to be, you know, an explosive yeah. offense. You know, he's a low-end QB2 that in the right matchup you might use in a bye week. Barry, your commander signed Jacoby Brissett to a one-year $10 million contract. We know they've said they'd like to see what Sam Howell has. We got to see Sam Howell at the end of last year. So commander's training camp officially will enter the Brissett-Howell competition. Yeah, it, and they, Howell's going to be the guy, I think. You know, um, But I thought this was a good signing by the commanders, but no fantasy relevancy. I don't think either guy is going to be uh, fantasy relevant. Do you like, think Ron Rivera is the kind of coach that will lean toward the veteran? 
uh, in Brissett and and want to start him over over how I, I, f- I feel that feels like it's right to me. Right. So Brissett was really good last. He was good. Like, you're 100 percent right. Part of the what's interesting here is just take it to more of an NFL conversation, right? Is that the expectation is is that the Commanders are going to be sold? Thank God. <laughs> Soon, <laughs> soon, right? You know, there's been reports that the right. Snyders have actually cleared out the facility right. and that, um, and you're steering news, Magic Johnson has joined one of the, uh, you know, the Josh Harris bid and um, uh, that, that this sale could happen uh, sooner than later. And so the question becomes if like a new owner comes in, basically probably says to Ron Rivera, you got one year. He, he's on, he got signed to a four-year deal. Mm-hmm. This is year four. It's been a, you know... Ron Rivera's had, had to deal with a lot of different yeah. things that most head coaches should never have to deal with. But you wonder if Ron Rivera's like feels like his job's on the line. You know, I think it depends on what the new – if the new owner says, like, hey, Ron, play the rookie, it's fine, here's an extension, like we don't yeah. want you to be a lame duck coach, then okay. But if it's sort of a prove-it year for Rivera, then, yeah, you feel like you've got a better chance to Probably win with Brissett. By most advanced stats, last year, Jacoby Brissett was better than Aaron Rodgers. Jacoby Brissett had a really, really good season. He really so did. Underrated he, season. He did. Yeah. yeah. No, I, like, I thought it was a really good signing by the commanders, unless you're thinking of, like, look, they should either see what they have in Sam Howell this year, and if they don't have – if they don't have – Graham Barfield put this out on Twitter, and I thought this was smart, saying, like, see what you have in Sam Howell. And either yeah. you've got a – you've either got something, and, wow, now you've got a rookie on a fifth-year deal or on a round-five deal mm-hmm. that you can – you maximize that contract for the next couple of years, or – if you don't have anything in Sam Howell, you're going to be awful, and then you finally have a top ten pick next year, and, a great and you can get a class. huh? It's going to be a great quarterback and a class. great quarterback class. Yeah. And the problem with Jacoby Brissett is Jacoby Brissett's almost too good, like because Jacoby Brissett's good enough to get you to seven or eight, eight wins, wins. Yeah, and get right. you in the middle of the pack once right. again, which is sure. where they pick again this year. Yep. The Commanders have constantly been good enough to like not be able to pick a franchise quarterback, but bad enough that they, you know. That they can't get to the playoffs. The and, rest and of the roster is too good, though. Whatever happens, defense, like it's yes. not right. It's a really good defense. They have good skill players, yeah. like in you know McLaurin that, and Dotson and yeah. Samuel and yeah, and an NFC that just doesn't scare you. They they kind of are the kings of treading water right now. And which way are they going to go? Yeah, they're in purgatory. And I, I do think that that Brissett will start more games than Howell this year. That that would be my bet. One, yeah. one more here, guys. But I don't know that either guy has fantasy value. It's more Probably of an NFL yeah. discussion. And speaking of no fantasy value, we talked about it before. Andy Dalton <laughs> goes to the Panthers. Interesting. Two-year contract up to $11 million. $8 million in guarantees. Good deal for Dalton at this stage of his career. I think backing up a rookie in an offense that you kind of shrug, you're not really going to yeah. be crazy over. But Denny... Um, it does give them some veteran stability in that room. Well, hopefully they don't do what the Matt Nagy Bears did and start Andy Dalton over their incoming rookie, like like Andy Dalton started over uh, Justin Fields, and they said he has the QB one, and with a, a famous social media post that we will never forget. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But Andy Dalton actually wasn't bad last year in New Orleans. Uh, he was the middle of the road in a lot of advanced stats, and I, you know, you could do worse as a backup for sure. All right, guys, we're going to move on to tight ends here. Pretty lackluster quarterback movement over the last week. Tight ends, there has been some movement, though, and that starts with Dalton Schultz going to the Texans, obviously had some big years for the Cowboys, played on the franchise tag last year, signs a one-year deal up to $9 million this year with the Texans. And an offense that we talked about, Barry, there are targets in this offense for whatever rookie ends up under center. Texas last year, seventh in tight end targets. They were sixth in uh, red zone targets, two tight ends. Like, we saw moments there. Um, honestly, it's because of their tight end that they don't have 
the number one overall pick, you know, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, you know, he caught the touchdown. Aikens caught the touchdown. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's some targets here. Look, last year Dalton Schultz was tight end 10. He was tight end 9 on a points-per-game basis, and that feels right to me. Yeah. Like, you know, like he's a low-end tight end 1, you yeah. know, and he'll get – he's solid, like, you know, knowing you target, but if you wind – if you leave – if you – kind of blow off tight end early and you leave your draft with Schultz as your number one tight end, I think you're fine. I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think the Texans' offense overall, like if they presumably get one of Stroud or Young, all of a sudden offensive line with Mason and Tunsil is not a disaster. We'll see we get out John Mechie. Uh, Nico yeah. Collins is potentially fine as a number two. Like the offense might be a lot more competent than in years past. If you're not an elite tight end like a Mark, uh, a Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, you need two things. Massive route volume and, and target volume. I think Schultz can walk into that. Both of those things in probably what will be an improved Houston offense. So I, I think for PPR purposes, he could be kind of sneaky. Not not inspiring, but sneaky. Yeah, Another, yeah I agree with yeah. that. We'll see. We'll see. I, I feel like they're not done in the wide receiver room. Like probably I feel not. like it's you know whether yeah. whether it's a draft pick or some of the yeah. notable free agents. You know, and waiting for some other. Maybe there's a post June first cut or something like that. Yeah. But it feels like they'll get somebody on the cheap. Uh, another one-year deal here. The Patriots send out Johnny Smith to the Falcons. Jay, they bring in Mike Gusecki, a true big-bodied slot receiver playing tight end, enters New England's offense. And this is how they kind of operate. They always have a player like this in their offense. Very Patriots-y move. Yeah. Uh, kind of annoying with Hunter Henry and just you don't get that kind of clarity because I think that if it was just one guy, then there would be some fantasy appeal. But, I mean, yeah, it's just going to be murky again and, and not particularly desirable. And also just the, an offense I think is pretty capped in terms of its ceiling, even though we think Mac Jones is going to be better. It's just there's just never going to be... Uh, in the, with this current roster, I think a really high-flying offense with you know passing yards and touchdowns just flying for, around for everyone. Guys, we couldn't close out this show as you mentioned uh, last week. You were with Tom Brady, yeah, and Tom Brady and friends. Some people's calling it Tom Brady was with me. That's, this is true. <laughs> Tom I'm Brady and friends were with you. Some people are saying that, not me. Certainly not. It was no. He might be maybe your Tom Brady. So th- this is Tom. This Fournette calling a play, and this is Tom Brady. And we do, break this down for me, Connor. What are my draft <laughs> prospects? I did not expect well, it this to like happen. Brady's That's telling you what route to run. He's telling me, he's telling me back, not to let Gronk get me off the line. Gronk with no press, no backpedal, uh-huh. and very, very mossing <laughs> Gronk. Yeah. I thought he was going to hit you for a second. And the Gronk spike on Gronk. And hear yeah. the crowd pop. The crowd pop on that. Yes. They were. That was kind here's, of like your heel turn. Right. Here's the uh, here's the play from a different angle as well. So Gronk is calling calling All the play, 22. but ultimately what's happening here is Fournette's designing the play. He's like, I want you to do an up and back on that. And then Brady's like, go to Gronk. And then Brady says to me, don't let him jam you off the line. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, I got it. Okay. So <laughs> oh, 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 I fake out oh. the cameraman right there. That's a push quick, him off. That's there a quick you go. Twitch. Probably shouldn't have worn an Untuck It shirt. Candidly. <laughs> But, uh, break it down, Connor. What I are just, my draft I, prospects? I, you look real smooth off the line of scrimmage. Some are calling you a, a, uh, a Devontae Adams clone <laughs> with that release package. Excellent at the catch point. You yeah. might be the next tight end for the Patriots looking at well, that. Listen, I mean, I'm just saying, Tom Brady threw up a 50-50 ball between me and Gronk, and I came down with it. Some are saying uh, Tom Brady is a Matthew Berry merchant of, of receiving. Well, what about the change in the speeds right here? Like, yeah, the boom, double this, move. The double move. Well, and, you, then, and then the push off, the ref didn't call that. You know, he's no, like, kind no. of got a little OPI there. But <laughs> reminds me of Mercedes Lewis. 
Yeah, 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 you're the new big dog. <laughs> yes, very Mercedes. I would, co- I would comp you Mercedes Lewis Devontae Adams hybrid. <laughs> yes, is what yeah. I would say. Is what I go. That's with. fair, right, Danny? That's fair. Yeah, I, I think I, it's pretty I, spot I, on. I mean, I my it. efficiency. I'm one for. I mean, right. And the double clutch catch. Which, yeah. you know, it makes me wonder yeah. when Tom comes back this year, probably to the Dolphins at some point. And he calls right. Edelman. He calls Gronk. He calls Fournette, and he calls Matthew Barry. <laughs> <laughs> and like, or he, he calls those three. It gets out on news, and everybody's like, "We need." You. He starts adding you. When is he calling Matthew Barry? Yeah, I mean, one year deal. It's a one-year prove it deal. I'm yeah. fine. Mike McDaniel draws something up for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. I like Just it. Just manufacture the touch for me. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I'm Jet sweet. Your coach own. of the year, Mike McDaniel. Yeah, right. Yeah, We're gonna yeah no, ex- exactly right. No, listen, Tom said, you know, let's stay in touch. And so, you know, I gave my number to one of his people to give <laughs> yeah. to one of his yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, so, uh, so we'll see. No, listen, honestly, thank you to Autograph. It was a great event. Um, uh, like and so that was it was part of the Autograph, the huddle experience with Leonard Fournette, Gronk, and, of course, Tom Brady and I got to be the MC along with uh, Buster Share, who's also there. So it was an absolute amazing event. So thank you, Tom, for your graciousness and to the Autograph family. Thank you to all of you guys. Listen, it's closing time. We'll be back next week. Denny Carter, yes. thank you. Nice job. Well done. Special thank guest. You, guys. you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. For Jay and Connor, I'm Matthew. Peace out.